Gamers, after our few week hiatus, I'm back with Ashton as always. Hey guys, this is our first video podcast, so we're still trying to work out the bugs, and hopefully, it's high quality enough. And I just like to say that I am uglier than my voice sounds, and Colin is much sexier than his voice sounds. Well, thank you. Oh, we look almost identical to an extent, to an extent. So I don't know how that all works, or maybe we're just both ugly. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was going to go with. Whatever works. All right. But since you guys are possibly listening to us, you can go check us out on YouTube and see our face if you want to. If not, I don't blame you. You might be scared. I would be. I look at myself in the mirror every day, and I'm still scared. All right. Starting off with the first topic, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection release date. Yeah, so these are kind of dated, like Colin said. We've kind of been out a couple weeks with Christmas, New Year's. I had COVID. Colin decided to break his leg, so that's right. We we've had a lot going on the past couple weeks, but we are back. So they, I mean, if you didn't know about these, then good. But anyway, uh, it will be releasing on April fourteenth, two thousand twenty-three, and it will be an all-in-one cartridge on the Switch because. I don't know if you know Colin, but uh, even if you guys that are listening don't know, Capcom typically releases their remakes or whatever on volumes, like Volume 1, Volume 2 on two separate discs or cartridges, but this will be all in one, so that makes it a lot easier and less confusing for people to purchase and just more convenient to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, it's not too common in games anymore, anyways. It's not. I remember back, like, like the GameCube, sometimes they'd have dual discs for, like, their Resident Evil games, like, because too much data for one disc, because they used the mini DVDs, and then even later games, like Call of Duty Ghosts on the Xbox 360 used a installed disc, and then the actual game or whatever. Yeah, which I guess they, I mean... I guess games kind of do, like, games even do that with digital now. Like, Modern Warfare 2 is, like, that on digital. You have to download Warzone separately from what you would multiplayer campaign and everything else. Yeah, the multiplayer and everything's separate. And it's, it's crazy that they're even doing that with digital. I guess it's kind of good if you just wanted to play, say, multiplayer or just Warzone or something without having to download every single thing to try to free up space. But even then, Warzone and Warzone 2 is huge. In gigabytes, so I guess it's kind of like the iTunes store now where you can go on there and just buy like one song off the album type of situation, right? Yeah, it's just it's weird to see digital going that way, but I understand where they're coming from and try to free up some space. Oh, yeah, and then I mean, shoot, what combined with Call of Duty Warzone, it's almost 500 gigabytes with everything in one thing. Yeah, and a lot of if you're still using an Xbox One, what One S, mine's the 500 gigabyte version. So I mean, it's just the whole the whole hard drive on mine. I know they released in one terabyte, and I believe two terabyte. Mine's only 500 gigabytes. So. And the dinosaurs are 500 gigabytes too. 
Yep, I have one of those too. Yeah, if you don't have anything modern or an external hard drive, you're you pretty much got to break it down anyways. Right. Those of you that don't know our joke about the original Xbox One, we call it a dinosaur, but it's the original black VCR looking Xbox One. Right. <laughs> we call yeah. it a dinosaur, but if you guys didn't get that, I know we just called the dinosaur in here. Yeah. That's what we're referring to when we say the dinosaur Xbox One is the original big, humongous monstrosity. But going back, I guess this release date is technically kind of still relevant because, I mean, it's nowhere near April yet. <laughs> right, yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't even a big announcement, so a lot of the, man, they might not even know about it. So, And I, have you got into Mega Man much? I, I mean, I played it as much growing up as what I did Mario. I really? got into it pretty well. I never did beat it. I not. I never beat a single one of them. But I enjoyed going on there and playing like the first two levels because that's the only thing I could beat. I didn't know you played Mega Man. Well, yeah, I played a lot of Mega Man growing up. <laughs> See, I, I never got into it really, and I've watched other people play it online or something. It looks pretty good. Like they made it, several of them, obviously, but. Yeah, I mean, they look kind of interesting. Like, I'd like them because they're kind of like a 2D, 2D side-scroller, but I never yeah. played them. They was, I mean, pretty much it was a shooter version of Mario back in the day. Yeah. It was a plat- I mean, it was a platformer where you could, I mean, but instead of jumping on your enemy's head, you shot them with a little gun. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it was pretty much just an aggressive version of Mario back in a thing. Like, my favorite thing of it, which I... I couldn't do this, but there's a speedrunner, and I think he beat all three games simultaneously, like the first three games, like simultaneously in like 45 minutes. Oh, it's a speedrunner there. They're off the same controller at the same time. At the same time? Yeah, it was at the same time. Like it wasn't one game after the other. He beat all three of them at the same exact time. You're going impressive. to after we get off here, Thanks, yeah, I don't know an- but I know it's happened because I watched it on YouTube. It's pretty impressive. Good for after him. You get, after you guys get done watching us on YouTube, go over and hop and watch that guy do it. Tell him we sent you. That's right. <laughs> Maybe we'll give us a shout out. I'm sure he's got more subscribers than we got. Shoot, I, I, I say that was probably three or four years ago. I watched that video, so it's it's an it's an older video, but still, it's I'm sure it's, it's got a lot of views. Yeah, it's no TAS either. It's straight him. That's that's crazy. Talented, that guy's talented for sure. <laughs> right, more talent. I like I said, I can get past the second level, so definitely a lot more well, talent. That, that was when you was little, so maybe you could now. I, yeah, if I sit down and put it to it, but. At the same time, Mega Man has always based itself off the quote-unquote old Nintendo hard. Right. Yeah. I mean, I say I could probably pick up the later games in the series and do it, but the original games, I I have not improved that much yet. Again, Terrible's in the name. That's right. Uh, we never claim to be good gamers. We're just That's gamers. Right. That may or may not be good with stuff. Right. All right, kind of going off the video games, but at the same time staying on the same topic. Uh, Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios in Hollywood is coming. Yep, it releases on 
February 17th, 2023. And like Colin said, it's kind of like a Disney World for Nintendo. But uh, I think it'd be awesome to see and go to. That'd be really, really cool. But um, hopefully they'll get locations closer, like say how Ohio has like Six Flags and Cedar Point and Kings Island and different ones. Maybe they'll put one in Ohio and, or they'll do like the Florida and Orlando and stuff maybe. But something over here on the east part of the United States would be nice because I'm not going to California. to go. Well, it's still closer than we going to Japan and seeing it. Yeah, that's true, but I'm still not going <laughs> that, to go to California. That's completely on the other side of the United States. So, But no, it's... It's in Universal in Hollywood, California. So it's more unlikely that if it does well there, it'll come to Universal in Florida. Yeah, I'm sure. And Florida's easier to go to than California for us. And you're closer to it than I am. So that's right. A little bit closer. Yeah. It's it's about a, I'd say a 24, 25 hour drive from here. You know what's funny? It's probably only about a 26, 27 hour drive to California. Yeah, but nobody likes California. <laughs> I don't know. I'd never go to, I've never been to California. I've been to Florida before, so I mean, I'd never go to, yeah. <laughs> I like Florida, but. But like you said, it makes more sense for me to go to Florida because I'm closer to Florida. But you, right. every hand, it's about the same drive. Well, if they put one in Ohio, I could just drive over. That's true, too. Shoot, they could put one in Hershey Park. They could. Or they could just put one in Pittsburgh. But yeah, February 17th, it's becoming a reality. I'm seeing more and more pictures of it each day. It looks good. It looks really good. They're definitely getting it done quick. Yeah, and pretty detailed. And I'm excited to see some videos of it and more in action than just you know their setup or a trailer for it. Which I know it helps where the movie's coming out as well to make it more relevant. I mean, I know it's Nintendo Land, but you know it's more focused on Mario than it is anything else. Yeah, it'd be nice to see some Zelda getting some love in it somewhere eventually. Since it is Super Nintendo World, and I know they're focusing more on the Mario part right now, but eventually we probably could see other series from Nintendo in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like that they're already not doing that with, like, Super Mario Maker 2, where you can do different skins from different games, especially The Legend of Zelda. Usually, they're in the 8-bit setting mode, and they haven't done anything, like, current with it. But, you know, like, some of those levels you make, you can play as an 8-bit Link. Yeah, yeah. And the closest we got to uh, Zelda... Maker, I guess, is in Link's Awakening the remake. They have that dungeon builder, which you can only pick rooms from dungeons in the game, but it's yeah. still pretty cool. And you got to do different designs and make it work and stuff. I I finished it. Yeah, I think we mentioned it before on the podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. But I'd like to see an actual, just dungeon maker or a Zelda maker. You know, basically that's all a Zelda maker would be is a dungeon maker. Oh, yeah. It would be definitely a sight to see, but yeah, the Super Nintendo world, it's going to be, I mean, it already looks good. Now, granted, how quick they're throwing it up, I wonder how many injuries are going to come up from like people <laughs> getting hurt there, just because, like I said, it, realistically, it went from nothing to 
almost completely built now because you think at this point it's basically a month away. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But it being Nintendo, I would say they they won't just release it just because they'll, you know, they are family friendly, not family safe. Well, that's true. <laughs> they don't want sued either. That's right. All right, sticking with Nintendo, though, Mario Kart 7 for the 3DS gets a second update ever, almost 10 years later from the first time it got its update. Yeah, it's uh, version 1.2, released December 13, 2022. Um, the general, it's just a general update, but it has several issues that has been addressed to improve the gameplay experience. Last update was on May fifteenth, two thousand twelve. It's up. It is weird to see an update this late, but uh, oh, a lot of people. Well, almost ten years. It was over ten years. Yeah, it was over ten years. But uh, a lot of the community was saying that it was to patch the homebrew community because they were using that as an exploit to um, hack the three DS. Yeah, that was one of the games, but. Actually, I believe it came out to be hackers were using online on Mario Kart 7 to steal account information. So if like you were loaded into a race with them, they automatically had your email address, your password, all that just by loading into the game with them. So I think as the, the weeks have gone by, that's what nintendo has basically said in the background is that that's what it was for it was not to throw shade at the homebrew community after over 10 years it was just to fix so to keep their fans private. safer yeah more private and keep hackers from stealing information uh, i agree with that and it makes sense but I also think it's a test for when the eShop is going to close on the 3DS on March 27th of 2023. Yeah, uh, but I I know they're going to close the eShop with the 3DS and the Wii U, but I haven't heard that they're going to shut down servers for the online games quite yet. Uh, I mean, usually those two things go hand in hand, but they may keep it up if you already have it, but get again at the same time if you don't have it you're not gonna be able to get it after that date anyways unless you go to gamestop and you know or some other used game like you know community like ebay or gamestop or anything like that you're not gonna be able to get it you're mm-hmm. on a physical copy to see it after 27th of march or just hack your 3ds like i did yeah, or like the homebrew community <laughs> i'm part of the homebrew community so <laughs> you're still in your email addresses Maybe I'm the one telling you. Right? No, we're not that smart. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I am smart enough to mod a 3S. It's not hard, and you can get all kinds of put your game backups on there. Don't do it illegally. Don't be a pirate illegally. Be a pirate legally and use your backups. Because they do have software. Ashen's emulating tips. Right, you pay for the cartridge and then you just back it up to your 3DS using the software made by the community. I've done that. That's how I get my backups. Just dumps the cartridge to the SD card and then you don't have to have the cartridge anymore. That's right. 
All right, hopping on to the next not really relevant thing anymore. I mean, this one kind of got turned relevant just because of the thing shut down on the 27th of March. But this one, Christmas has come and passed. Yet again, we were supposed to do this before Christmas. But with all our unforeseen circumstances, we did not release it before Christmas. So, but it's still free. It's still out there. You can still go get it. Is the Sonic Frontiers free Christmas DLC package. Um, I got the source from GameRant.com, but as announced on the official Twitter account, Sonic Frontiers will be getting a Christmas-themed costume known as the Holiday Cheer Suit to celebrate the aforementioned holiday. This costume is available now, and like the other upcoming updates, will be released for free. This costume dresses the blue hedgehog in the same garb as Santa Claus, complete with a jacket and hat. The official Twitter account showed this costume off with a new render of Sonic as well. So if you do want to go look at it and you don't have the game, you can go to the official Twitter account and look at it. But um, it's pretty cool, you know, just to give Sonic a little costume for Christmas to run around in the new open world that he's in. Just cool to see free DLC of any kind, whether, I mean, it's not a huge deal or anything, but they could have just done nothing. Yeah. What's red, blue, and green all over? Sonic. Green Hill Zone now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. As fast as he moved, wouldn't he turn purple at that point, technically? Probably. Or if you mix the green in with it, might be brown. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's getting too far into it. This is the wrong <laughs> channel. We're not the game players. Right. That's a different channel. Matt, Pat, if you're listening. Yeah, throw some viewers over this way. <laughs> oh, shoot. But yeah, still free. Still able to get it. If you haven't purchased a game yet, go hop over to our Amazon affiliate link and go grab it from there. That's right. Don't buy it from anywhere else. I don't care if it's on sale anywhere else. Just don't use it. You, you got money. You can afford our affiliate link, whether it's not on sale or not. More likely, if it's on sale, though, it's going to be on sale on Amazon, too. Right. A lot of times, Best Buy will have a random deal or uh, Walmart, but most of the time, your Amazon's going to be cheapest anyway. Yeah. I would say for a potential sponsor in there, but they're not a sponsor yet, so I'm not going to even mention their name. Screw them. That's right. replied back. I messaged them before, too, and they never replied to me. So, until that point, we will not mention who the thing is, but just go on there and get our, uh, use our affiliate link if you want to get the game. Right. Oh. I, promise, I promise we're not doing this just for money. Yeah. <laughs> Might we, sound like it, but if we were doing it just for money, we wouldn't do it anymore because we haven't made a whole lot of money. So. <laughs> if it was for money, we'd already be dead. We would have starved a long time ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it for fun it's a fun hobby and we like um, making content for you guys and giving you gaming news that you may have, may not have heard about and maybe we go in more detail than others or maybe we don't but either way we have to make good content for you that's our goal not to make money I mean yeah the money would be nice if we made it but that's not the primary goal here 
That's right. No matter how much we joke around about it, it's never serious. Nope. All right. Go back to the seriousness. Speedrunners versus the Blue Hedgehog himself in the new game. Yeah. Um, I've seen that they are already doing the any percent, no DLC, no, no DLC category in a little over an hour on the PC. <clears throat> KD4 is the current number one at one hour, four minutes, 21 seconds, 970 milliseconds on PC. But then on console, the current world record is one hour, 14 minutes, and four seconds on the PS5. That's pretty impressive for an open world game that just came out a couple months ago. The 18th of November, I believe it came out, so less than two months ago. That's pretty impressive for as big of a game as Sonic Frontiers is. And of course, it's using glitches and stuff. I think the world record without using glitch, glitches is like four hours, I believe, or something I, like that. I think you can. I think they said you can sit down and beat this game in ten hours with, without exploiting. Mm. So I mean, it's a quick game to beat, anyways. In, I mean, especially for an open world, it's it's a very quick game to beat if you sit down and put your time into it. But just like I mean, speedrunners are speedrunners, and I have never seen it in speedrun. Yeah, I've when, never seen it speedrun this game. When you're going for speed, anyways. I mean, like I said, the back in the old like Mario days, I guess technically he wasn't exploiting, but at the same time, he was exploiting it. You know. Oh, uh, I love watching speedruns. I watch Super Mario Sunshine speedruns all the time, and other games as well, but. Super Mario Sunshine is my favorite because just the movement in that game is so... You have to be precise, and I don't think I can do it, but it's impressive watching everybody do it. Just being an open-world game, that's impressive to do it over an hour, a little over an hour. Oh, but yeah. technically, I believe you could beat Breath of the Wild sooner because you can just march right in there and beat Ganon if you want. Yeah. You can definitely beat Breath of the Wild a whole lot sooner just because, I mean... And it's a bigger, more open-world game than Sonic Frontiers, but just how it's designed, you can go in there and do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, once you clear your shrines in Breath of the Wild, you just go straight to the castle. I mean, granted, you got to fight all four Blights and then get a full health claim it again instead of starting out half. But Which I'm just, sure... And I don't know, I haven't watched speedruns in Breath of the Wild, but I'm sure there's probably glitches you can use to leave the Great Plateau early without doing the four shrines, but I don't know. No, I, the four shrines are necessary in the speedrun. Are they? Yep. That's just an automatic 22-minute hit. But still, getting that part done in 22 minutes is still fascinating, because I think it took me close to like two hours. Yeah, me too. But like I said, just they finding out how not to freeze to death on that stupid snow pig or whatever took me a while just to, to cook up the peppers. I, I would just eat the peppers. Uh, shield surfing and doing like the stasis jump because mm. they'll stay up and they'll hit it and then they'll hop on there and we'll fling them whatever distance. But like I said, the major part of the speed run is the hang glider. Right, yeah, yeah. And you have to beat the shrine before the old man will give it to you, I believe. You have to raise the one of the towers. Yep. One of the, the first, yeah, the first tower you have to raise it, which is done by beating all four shrines. Yeah. 
We are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, blitz, and arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible where you go head to head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their six year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently, so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. But I was about, yeah, you can go straight to Ganon right afterwards. But like I said, they exploit it down and they take about 22 minutes to do that. And I think it's down to like 28 minutes, 29 minutes. Don't quote me. <laughs> I know I'm usually close, but I'm never accurate. It's impressive. So like I said, only different theory you go through and beat all four blights and then you got Faith Calamity, then you know, obviously the actual Ganon itself right. in the egg form, but you know, that's the easy part. Yeah. All right. Next to the final topic. That probably will be the final topic for today. <laughs> the next one's pretty important. We might be able to skim through this one very quick. Yeah, Fallout 76 has finally reached 13.5 million players after getting released almost five years ago. Four years. It's just now hit four years, I think, yeah. I had my next came out in 18, it came out in 2018, but it's obviously just turned 2023. Yeah. So, like I said, about it. Like midway through this year, it'll be five. But it's finally hit 13 and a half million players. Yep. And I have a little article here that got. But anyway, um, anyway, 
Fallout 76 has reached a total of 3.5 million players. The impressive number comes just over four years since the game's disaster. That's hard to say. Awful launch, which was plagued by technical issues. The game at Bethesda has continued to improve the game since, since its release, and Fallout 76 has continued to grow. Among the other notable game stats shared were the following. Expedition missions have completed 5,019,081. And then caps spent, I'm assuming, I've only played Fallout 76 once. I'm guessing that's the currency in the game. Has spent 48,260,495,834. Nuka Cola's consumed is 127,062,214. Total nukes dropped. 2,983,827. S-C-O-R-E, score, earned, whatever that is, 204,358,776,288. But that is pretty good for a game that was considered a failure when it first released. Uh, it's a prequel, I believe, to all the other Fallout games. And it was based on our home state, West Virginia, if you look at the map. Not exact, but Based pretty hard on it. And a rough draw out of the state. <laughs> yeah, but it is officially announced that it was based on West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, it was given whenever it was Charleston Flatwoods. It was announced yeah. when it was West Virginia whenever it first came out. It's just right. the map wasn't too accurate, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's, I, mean, I mean, they had all the, I mean, tourist areas, I guess. We tried to find out where our houses were in. I remember that looking at the map. Yeah, I so said at the beginning I put in a probably about a good solid eight hours and never played it again. Yeah, and I remember you brought it over to my house once, and you made me play it, and I just I just couldn't get into it. I don't know if it was just there were still a lot of bugs or what. I just I couldn't get into it. I mean, and it's technically an RPG, so I mean that's another reason why I don't think Ashen Crew got into it. You know, I don't like the RPGs. Yeah. I mean, like I said, yeah, it's it's considered a shooter, but at the same time, it's also considered an RPG. Yeah. Like I said, I put eight hours into it, so it wasn't... I definitely blew $60 for no reason. I just don't find RPGs. I just find them boring. Not enough action for me to stay into it. And that was another thing with Fallout 2, because... Uh, well, Fallout 76, obviously Fallout 2 is an actual game itself, so I thought that didn't sound right coming out, but on all the other Fallouts, that was the first one where if you was grabbing inventory, it didn't pause because you was online. So that was another complaint people had whenever it first came out, which obviously it's still out of the fix because you're still online. It's fully online still, but that was the main complaint from previous players were, okay, like Colby, I think he had Fallout 4. And anytime you went to go grab, you know, switch weapons or anything else, the game paused in game because, you know, usually you switch weapons if one, you run out of ammo, or two, you're fighting a stronger boss. <laughs> and so, yeah. all of a sudden, you're playing it online and you're just like, oh, no, I'm down anyways because I cannot switch quick enough. <laughs> nice. But yeah, it's just one of those things. But yeah, I'm glad that the game's finally getting its love, and it seems like that 
even though it's based in West Virginia, it's going to do it. But I know how the Fallout series is, and a new one's probably going to be released within the next couple of years. Yeah, especially since this one didn't do so hot. Yep. All right. I guess we got one more minute to cover this last topic. You have to take a minute. <laughs> but right. it's an important one. Everybody needs to hear it. Everybody loves it. I'm ho- All right, go ahead and say what it is, and then I'll ask my question. Tears of the Kingdom update. Is this about the ESRB? Yes. Okay, make sure my notes were right. <laughs> All right, my source for this is GameRant.com. Well, the, I uh-huh. guess they, I said since they existed since about the 90s, but, you know, it's just now relevant to what it's being rated. Right. All right, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom release date is currently scheduled for May 12, 2023. We've discussed that before. Of course, it's always possible that a game's release date could be delayed, especially large-scale games like Zelda. However, the fact that the game has gotten its ESRB rating suggests that there is a good chance it will indeed meet its previously announced release date. While there are exceptions to the rule, a game getting its ESRB rating is a solid indicator that the release date is in sight. It is rated E for everyone, 10 and up for fantasy violence, mild suggestive themes, and then... Tears of the Kingdom's predecessor, Legends of Breath of the Wild, was also rated E, ever, rated e for everyone 10 and up, but it was because Link was getting drunk all the time and using the alcohol <laughs> and <laughs> slamming it down at the bar all the time at the stables or something. I don't, I don't remember ever seeing alcohol in that game, but that's why it was rated. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's a good sign that in the rating coming out for it. But um suggestive I wonder what Zelda's into then. Oh <laughs> suggestive themes, man. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the last one's pretty suggestive too with the tight, but that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I said, I just don't understand why like especially cartoon games would get rated like at like I know E for E10 Plus didn't exist back in 2000, back when, well, 2001 when Melee came out, but it was rated T for Teen because of comic mischief. Twilight Princess in 2006 was rated T. Is awesome. Yeah. And that's another thing people were mad about with this rating was because they was mad they didn't get a T-rated Zelda. It's Nintendo. They're, I mean, they're not going to come out with a real gory nasty Zelda or anything. Like, normal. Like, it would have been a E... Well, at that... Because E10 Plus didn't exist then. It would have... So, it either had an option of being E or a T, but if E for E10 Plus existed, it would have been that. Twilight Princess was Ocarina of Time. I mean, like... I mean, obviously, I have better graphics, but it's basically the same... You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I, I think that game was pretty much what caused the in-between again, because before, back when Mortal Kombat, you either had E, or you had M. Yeah. And then finally decided to bring out the T, so you had one in-between, and then when Twilight Princess came out, they was like, well, no, it's not really a T, but it's not really an E, so we need something for in-between. So I think in 08 is when they established E for E10+. Which, honestly, everyone tend to know that's 
it's useless to me. Like, just make it E for everyone or make it T. I mean, there should be an in-between for everyone and T. Because yeah, even in T, T's not a bad game, even for young kids. I mean, I know there's ratings for a reason, but kids can play Twilight Princess. I mean. Well, are you scared of an E game? Well, I was four. Three. <laughs> I was three when Luigi's Mansion came out. I'm just saying, it makes a difference. Uh, yeah, but even if it was everyone tending up, it's still been too young. Play it. So. That's true. Like I said, that's that's what the ETM plus don't make sense for me because it's not like you can call a 10-year-old and be like, hey, are you 10 years old? Can you buy this game? Right. Um, I mean, you're only calling until you're mature anyways. Like I, said, I want to play annoying card when you're buying Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty. Not now. I mean, obviously. Yeah, we're they did now. back in the day. When we I remember. Yeah, I remember um, Mama having to buy, obviously, Grand Theft Auto for me and Carter. When we, yeah, we can't send our kids in the GameStop and tell them to go buy our Call of Duty for us. They're going to get carded. You know, that's <laughs> one of those things. That right they now, probably want to get carded. They'll be like, uh, yeah. But like I said, it's just one of those things. It's now they they realize, hey, we yeah, we're past seventeen. They don't need to ask for our court anymore. Going in and buying the end game, right? Yeah, yeah we're but, that age. <laughs> uh, I I don't. But talking about the delay of this article, I don't I don't see it getting delayed again since they have a set day. Now, if they're going to say if they were still saying spring two thousand twenty three, then maybe. Or if they're even just saying May 2023, maybe. But if it's a set day, that's pretty much guaranteed the game's done. Oh, yeah. It was. Like I said, as soon as they put a date, and especially now that we got the ESRB, i say it's pretty much set in stone. Yeah. I'm really excited for this game. Because I remember we played the crap out of Breath of the Wild together, even. You come over and we compare shrines and everything. And I'm just really excited yeah. for this game. To come out, it's going to be a cool. Uh, be a little bit harder to do now. Yeah, I mean, we can still do this. I guess we could FaceTime yeah. or whatever. Sure. Yeah, it'd be cool if we could do that. But just Thank playing the game. listening. But the moral of the story, Link, you got to lay off the alcohol, man. Quit, quit going to the bar every night. That's right. That way you can get back into E settings. Did you do you remember alcohol being used in Breath of the Wild? Only thing I think it could be resembled to it is eggnog. Eggnog? I mean I know like you take potions and stuff, but you do that in every Zelda. Like you said, I think you could specifically make eggnog on that game. Maybe. But not, not all eggnog's alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. But you still got that check of people thinking that that's what it is. So, like I said, they're just covering their finance from a lawsuit from just putting it on there. Like, hey, yeah, you can. That way you can be like, yeah, but like I said, even after drinking the egg conk, it's not like he stumbles around or anything. And the guy don't talk, so it's not like he was stuttering. So, that little speech. But I mean, next we're going. To, you know, Zelda's that sexual, whatever. We're going to, we're going to have to go up to the T rating or the M rating 
for her sexual suggestive themes. They say it was just suggestive thing. I don't think it was sexual suggestive. Oh, it's, it's got to be sexual for Zelda. To do it. <laughs> uh, I guess that you could account uh, in Breath of the Wild when Link's switched over to the to get into the Gerudo Village. I guess you could have come yeah, back. He's so. cross dressing. Uh, but, it was a fun game. It was a fun game. A fun game. This one will be. This one will be awesome. I'm really excited. I, I think it'll be better than Breath of the Wild if that's possible. But I think they can do it because it's Nintendo and it's a Zelda game. So and they done it with God of War. So I mean, it's possible with Zelda. Yep. Yep. So they said God of War 18 was the new comparison to everything, and they said Ragnarok threw it out of the water. I talked to somebody that I know that played it, and he said it it is so much better than God of War 2018. He said Rock is up there at the top. Like, it is beyond the top. He said it's really, really good. And it makes me want to play it, but I'm not going to buy a PlayStation. I'll play it on PC first. And on PC first? Yeah. But I think it's all the time we got for today. Yep, it sure is. Kind of over, but it's all right. It's our first video podcast. That's right. Enjoy seeing our faces a little bit longer than normal if you're watching this. If you're not, then. Oh, well. Yeah, if you're not, still go check out our Redbubble thing, buy some merch. Yeah, we got a new design out. It's pretty sexy. That's right. Speaking of Zelda, it's the Triforce with our things in it. It's the true Triforce of Wisdom because it has the 3TG and the true Triforce of Wisdom means you're very, very wise for listening to our podcast. And for buying the merch. And for buying the merch. It is a very sexy design that I came up with by myself. That's right. If you didn't need my help on that one. (laughs) I'm out of ideas now. I showed showed Ash on the website and he took off running with it. Right. I got rained out of work Tuesday, so I made a new design. Oh, but yeah, uh, we also got a Facebook page now. Instagram. And now that we have this video, we're going to do, Colin will do short clips on TikTok. And YouTube then yeah, we'll do YouTube shorts. Obviously, this will post on YouTube. Um and I mean, I'm really excited now that we have more stuff going, but I still need to get capture card stuff because I'm wanting to really do playthroughs with you guys with any type of game. I'm really excited to do that. And even I'd like to do unboxing of new games or new hardware or something. Maybe I don't know if I do that on my personal channel or if I do it on the three terrible gamers, but in like teardowns of consoles and crap like that. I'm really I'd really like to do something like that oh yeah that's something we are definitely willing to stop but get to our Facebook page comment on our stuff and tell us what you think about it yeah and share our podcast with everybody all your friends and we'd really appreciate it and like I said guys your listen really means a lot to us and it helps us out more than you think it just makes us realize that there's people out there that care what we say that's right or at least there's entertained of our stupidity right and our ugly faces now so that's right you can laugh at us make memes saying how ugly we are i don't care 
That's right. Publicity is publicity. That's right. If it makes more people <laughs> listen, I don't care what they call me. That's right. Call me anything. I've been right. called what promised. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but thank you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Later, guys. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.